RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Hey, good evening and welcome to a very special Wednesday edition of Beyond the Badge. I just led with some audio from Body Cam out in Lafayette, Indiana, and you heard there was a gunshot, and then you heard that dispatch an officer has been shot. That was an officer involved shooting that happened actually on Tuesday, on yesterday in Lafayette, Indiana, a female police officer was shot. But this is a different type of shooting that you would typically hear on the news. But it's one that happens more frequently, more common than you'd think. She was actually shot by a fellow police officer in an accidental discharge. And man, I can't tell you and stress enough how important it is for good gun safety when you have your gun out. You know, things like keeping it in the low ready, keeping that finger off the trigger along the trigger frame, uh, along the side of the weapon until you're ready to pull that trigger to prevent things like this, these accidental shootings. And I don't want to Monday morning quarterback any officer, but I can tell you training has a lot to do with whether you have that finger on the trigger or if you have it along the trigger guard on the side of that weapon so these things don't happen. But the backstory to this, police were called out to a house to... Um, investigate i believe uh some narcotics or something going on in the house uh there was a dog in the house i really don't know what kind of dog it was from what i understand in reading some of the the articles the dog was over 100 pounds so i guess it was a pretty big dog maybe a german shepherd or whatever so as you're watching the body cam you can see the officers clearing the house you can hear the dog as you heard on some of that audio barking in the background and just as soon as the officer says, we're clear here, I guess, looking for the suspect, uh, you can hear them say, oh, shit. So apparently uh, the the dog got out and managed to escape the cage and lunged at a group of the police officers. So uh, the female officer that got shot was already walking out the door. And then you can see the gunshot as it explodes into her back. She was shot in the back. And there's conversations going on between the deputies like, uh, did you have your taser out? Did you have your gun out? Uh, And even the female officer said, was I tased? Was I shot? She didn't know at the time. Obviously, she was shot. Uh, So there was a lot of things going on here. You had the dog, the barking dog that lunged at the officers. And uh, I want to break this down a little bit so you kind of understand. Right. So. Uh, I was actually just on a recent podcast, uh, Guys Who Law, uh, on law and crime that I actually anchor for on Tuesdays. And we were talking about this exact situation and we were talking about uh, police officers being too trigger happy, if you will. And, you know, I talked about how a lot of that uh, is A, you have to use force. And sometimes, uh, you know, accidental shootings occur, whether it's against a police officer or a suspect. And we were talking about, the use of tasers and, 
you know, they assumed every police officer had a taser, which they don't. And but one of the things I pointed out and I, I talked about the uh, the case where they made a movie about Furtiveville Station, where the, the guy was shot in Oakland uh, by a BART officer. Of course, that case was spun into the whole racial thing. Uh, but the officer's testimony was that he thought he had his taser out. And one of the things I said on the podcast, Guys Who Law, which is true, you know, tasers are worn predominantly on your dominant side. So if you're right-handed, your tasers are on your right side, right? Because you don't want to pull a weapon out with your least dominant hand because eh, chances are you're not going to be able to use it right because if you write right-handed but try to write with your left hand you can imagine how that looks like so typically your taser will be on the same side as your pistol in a lot of cases and one of the things that will happen you get into a muscle memory type motion where boom i'm going for my taser oh i'm going for my gun you're going for something on your right hip uh so i can definitely understand why the officer initially thought he had tased the other officer this female officer that was shot and she even said was i taser was i shot and you can hear other officers saying did you have your taser out did you have your taser out uh so you know as tragic as it is it can happen uh yeah it's, it's just one of those things where you have to be cognizant of what you're doing at all times um you know keeping your weapon at the low ready especially when you hear all clear. You should be getting ready to reholster at that point. Uh, she was shot in the back. Everyone's exiting the door. So that tells me the officer had his weapon, not in the low ready, but actually up on a target. Unfortunately, that target wasn't the dog, obviously. It was this, this other female officer. So again, not the Monday morning quarterback, what happened there because that's why it's called an accidental discharge it could happen but man there's just so many things you can do and you know some people say tasers aren't the same weight as a pistol which is true but you know when you're clearing a house and looking for a suspect and you got a dog going on and all of this stuff are you really thinking to yourself well this doesn't feel like it weighs four pounds it feels like it weighs you know eight ounces you know those are not things that go through your mind as as you're doing this uh this you know clearing a house and whatnot just doesn't go through your mind but it can definitely happen so that's why i always say listen man go to in service every year qualify on the gun range every year what you're required to do but don't wait for that always keep your gun safety up always keep your gun um marksmanship up as well so things like this don't happen um Man, it was crazy. And if you get a chance to actually look at the body cam footage, uh, just Google body cam footage of female officer accidentally shot in the back by a fellow cop. You can actually see as the bullet hits her back, you can just see the explosion of uh, material and stuff bounce off of her. Uh, she was transported to the hospital uh, where she is still recovering from that gunshot wound. Um Crazy story, but again, it's something that happens more regularly than you be you would believe. Uh, but you know, I, I think it goes to training as far as gun safety. And look, I've been in those situations where, oh shoot, you're trying to get out of the house. Oh crap, there's a dog chasing you. 
Keep that finger off the trigger until you're ready to pull the trigger on your target. So, you know, last week, switching gears here, last week on the the 10th was my birthday. It was a pretty good day. You know, I turned, you know, 40 something. Um, But as I'm watching the news, I learned that there was an officer shot and killed out in Davis, California. And her name was Officer Natalie Becky Corona. Beautiful young woman. Uh, Looks like she could have been a model. 22 years old. She had only been on the department five months. Uh, She was conducting an investigation of a collision. The person involved in the crash rode up to the scene and shot her. Like, like just out of the blue, you know, uh, like what, what, what was the motive on that? Uh, actually correction, this person was not involved in the crash. She was just there. This guy rides up on a bicycle, pulls out a gun and shoots her 22 years old. Again, a gorgeous young woman. Uh, she had aspirations of following in her dad's footsteps. You know, he had retired as a, a sheriff's deputy in California after many, many years of service, uh, and she lost her life, and it's sad. And then the day before, on January the 9th, there was a female police officer shot and killed in Shreveport, Louisiana, as she was getting ready to go to work. She was in uniform, walking to her car. She was shot and killed, gunned down in the street. And she was black, um, you know, pretty young, I think in her 20s as well, I think 21, uh, somewhere in that age. She had just graduated from the academy back in November. So, again, she hasn't even been on, what, two months? She, you know, getting ready to go to work, doing what she wanted to do, you know. I commend her for being so young and still wanting to do that job. You know, contrary to what people say, as a black person, she still wanted to go out and do that job, be a police officer there in the city of Shreveport, Louisiana. And as I I, I stopped to think about these two young women, and I think we're up to five police officers killed in the line of duty by gunfire this year. Uh, My number may be off by one or two. But as I started to think about these young women, I thought of a few things, right? So, especially in Shreveport with uh, Shatari Payne, that's her her name, Shatari Payne, um... You know, I'm looking at her her Instagram pictures, and she's in uniform in those. And, you know, if I were to see her outside of uniform and on Instagram, I wouldn't even suspect she's a cop, right? She's just, you know, young lady. Looks like just about everyone in that generation, uh, you know, as far as hairstyle, makeup, you know, things of that nature. So I wouldn't have, if she wasn't on Instagram with this uniform, never would have known she was a cop. And I started thinking like, wow, so where's the outrage that if she wasn't a cop would have come if she was shot and killed in the street? And I'm not just talking about from Black Lives Matter or anything like that, but in general, where's the outrage if this young black woman wasn't a cop and she was gunned down in the street on her way to work? Oh my God, you'd be hearing about it for days. You'd be hearing about it in all the mainstream media You'd be hearing about it, about women's rights. You'd be hearing about it, of how tragic it is. But it's my opinion that since she was a police officer and she was 
killed going out to protect and serve. She hadn't even got to work yet. It's not like she was killed on a call. She was going to her car to go to work to protect and serve. And she was killed, shot down in the middle of the street. So where's the outrage on that? Because at the end of the day, take off the uniform. Because like I said, outside of the uniform, I never would have painted her to be a cop. Listen, to this day, I left the department years ago. I left the military years ago. To this day, people still say, were you a cop or were you in the military? Simply because I have that that look. And when I walk into a room, I have that that presence. But I didn't get these, these vibes in looking at her Instagram. So where's the outrage? Because this young woman was gunned down in the street that we would have seen if, if it was something else. There is none. Now, to make matters worse, and here's how I know this report lack of reporting, I should say, is simply because she was a police officer. To make matters worse, three men have been arrested in connection with the death. Lawrence Pierre, 22 years old, Trayvon Anderson, 26 years old, and Glenn Frierson, 38 years old. Thankfully, they caught these knuckleheads, and I'm using a nice term, who did this. But here's the thing. It was what appears to be domestic-related, because You know, looking through social media, they see that two of the individuals, uh, I believe Lawrence Pierre and Travion Anderson, are actually social media friends with Shinteri Payne. And looking at some of those posts, there's messages from Anderson, who has pictures of her at her graduation. There's a post on his Facebook that says, after her graduation, it was a long journey, a lot of early mornings and waiting But it was worth every minute for you to chase your dream and be successful. May God continue to bless you in your career and our relationship. I'm so proud of you and the woman you have become. I love you, baby. So it appears that this was domestic, right? For whatever reason, we don't know. We can only speculate at this point. But it appears to be domestic. Investigators arrested these guys in connection with the shooting. But it goes back to what I said just a few minutes ago. Since she's a police officer, I'm not hearing the outrage from all of these women's rights organizations who go on day in and day out and talk about women being victims and women being victims of crimes and domestic violence and things of that nature. But here we have a young black woman who was shot and killed in the middle of the street, left in the street like trash, and you're not hearing the same outrage you would hear if it was just an ordinary citizen. Now, keep in mind, she just graduated the police academy. So she doesn't even have the smell of a cop yet. But take the uniform off. Take the fact that she was sworn to protect and serve. She's still a young woman. So where's the outrage from all of these groups that we always hear from when something happens to women or when someone says something against women? I don't see it. And you know why I don't see it? My opinion, this is just me. My opinion is because she was a police officer. So I look at Officer Natalie Corona. Again, young, beautiful woman. I'm looking at a picture of her right now. She's in a blue dress. She's got a police flag draped over her shoulders. And I tell you, she could have been a model in New York, Paris, wherever models model. I don't know. But again, besides a quick little news flash, 
on Fox News, I don't see any outrage. I don't see any outrage because if violence against women is wrong, which it is absolutely 100% wrong, if violence against women is wrong and we have this narrative, this agenda that says women should not be victims, we support women, where is the outrage? So is that like saying all black lives matter unless you're a police officer? All women's rights and women's lives matter unless you're a police officer? Let that sink in. You got one officer, female, black, going to her car to go to work, gunned down in the street. Quiet. You got one officer investigating an accident. Some random knucklehead pulls up on a bicycle, guns her down in the street. Quiet. Now, let me flip it. And again, look at Natalie Corona. And let's say she was killed by an estranged boyfriend who was having an affair and... The other woman helped her get away with it like we just saw it out in Colorado with Patrick McStay. Man, that'd be front page news because it's sexy. Ooh, it's sexy. You had this what appeared to be a great guy and a great relationship, but he killed her because he had another woman and the other woman helped discard the evidence. She moved the cell phone to another state. That's sexy. Ooh, let's tell this great story of this beautiful young woman who was killed by her estranged boyfriend. That's so sexy. Well, there's nothing sexy about policing. I know that firsthand. Sometimes that job absolutely sucks. I know that firsthand. Sometimes you got to deal with this shittiest of the shittiest. I know that firsthand. But my point is, she was a young, beautiful woman who was killed. Take the uniform off and look at Natalie Becky Corona. She was a young, beautiful woman who was killed. Where is the outrage? There is no outrage because there's a double standard in this day and age, in this society, in this narrative. There's a double standard that says, yep, Black Lives Matter over here. Yep, women's rights matter over here. Yep, all of this stuff matters unless, <laughs> unless you wear a blue uniform. And if you don't believe me, just Google it. See how many national news outlets have done major stories on these two young officers. Major stories. Now, when I say major story in the news business, hell, if they talk about something for six minutes, that's a major story. A major story is not a 30-second news flash. In other news, in California, a female officer was shot and killed today. The gunman then turned the gun on himself. That is not a major news story to me. I do the news sometimes. If you get six minutes on a story in TV, that is major news coverage. Neither one of these two young women, the one in Shreveport, Natalie and Corona, uh, Natalie Corona in, in California, have gotten a major news story. But... You flip that script, oh my gosh, you would be hearing about it right now. I assure you, add something into it, and you would be hearing about it right now. The domestic aspect of Shatari Payne, since she's a police officer, that's not a major news story. But if she was a young mother, again, on the way to work to feed her kids, and the boyfriend killed her because, I mean, if they were engaged, supposedly, and he wanted to build a relationship, 
maybe the relationship wasn't as perfect as he made it appear on Facebook. So maybe he does have another woman or whatever. Who knows? But since she's a police officer, that story is not sexy. Seriously, let that sink in. You take it at what it's worth. But again, this is just my opinion. Take it at what it's worth and you decide. And if you get a chance, again, go watch that that video of the female officer uh, that was shot in the back by her partner as they were clearing a house. And you decide what you make of it. Me, again, personally, I think it was just bad training uh, you know, as far as gun safety. But watch it for yourself. You decide. Any police officer I know will tell you, keep that hand off the trigger. Put it on that trigger guard on the side of the gun until you're ready to pull that trigger. Because once that bullet comes out, it doesn't go back. So I want to switch gears real quick and talk about this story I've been getting a lot of buzz on uh, out in California. And this is really not a, a, a police issue, but I, I find it interesting. Uh, I'm sure you've heard by now that uh, there is a second man found dead in the California home of this guy named Ed Buck, who's this huge, rich, Democratic donor. And when I say second, you know, just a few months ago, there was another dead man found inside his home. And what's interesting is that they were both black men. Uh, we're learning they were both gay. I, I don't know how that's been confirmed, but that is uh, what reports say. Um, so, you know, who knows what's going on in the home as far as sexual preference. I really don't give a shit about that. You know, you be with whoever you want to be with. Um, but of course, there's a lot of uproar, especially on the conservative uh, circuit, as to why this guy hasn't been investigated, why he hasn't been brought up on charges. Um, because, you know, how do you have two dead bodies in your home in, ex in a span from July of 2017 until uh, you know, just just a couple weeks ago? Um, he was cleared in the death of Gamal Moore, 26 years old, who was a male escort whose body was found in the same apartment. Uh, they said it was an accidental overdose of crystal meth. Okay, maybe there was some drug use going on. But would not he be liable in that death for having crystal meth in his home? Because I would assume that if you're 63 years old, you're this huge donor to the Democratic Party. You got pictures with Hillary Clinton and all that good stuff. I would assume that you know crystal meth is illegal. It's illegal for you to have in your home. It's illegal for you to possess. It's illegal for you to manufacture. So I'm trying to figure out why this guy has not been charged with, with something in these deaths. They have not released the uh, cause of the other guy's death that they just recently found back on the 8th. But where can you get away with having two dead bodies found in your home and you're not questioned, you're not arrested, you're not placed on charges to say, huh, hey, something's going on here and you got to face a judge jury because if it was just some random Joe that didn't have millions of dollars and had donated hundreds of thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to the Democratic Party, I think this guy right now would be in jail awaiting trial, at least on manslaughter charges. Someone died in your home of an accidental 
overdose of crystal methamphetamine that more than likely you supplied because the guy was, according to records, an escort. So typically escorts don't bring party favors to the scene. They typically tell their client what party favors they would like to have on the scene. Not that I I, I partake in ordering ordering escorts, but you know, I, I worked you know, narcotics here and there and had to like do prostitution stings and all that stuff and you know, so Sometimes a prostitute would say, oh, and by the way, do you have any crack? They never said, hey, I'm going to bring crack to the party. So if I had to guess, this individual, Ed Buck, supplied the crystal meth to the individual, the escort who accidentally overdosed on the crystal meth. To me, that's at least manslaughter. It'd be hard pressed to 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 get a conviction for murder because yeah was that really your intent did you have malice in your heart you know all the stuff the law says you have to prove to prove a murder case but if you supply something that kills someone at the end of the day you acted recklessly in your actions that therefore qualifies for manslaughter so i've been following this closely out in california i'm curious to see what's going to happen with this uh, just because I guess the old saying goes, if you got money, you can get away with anything. Um, because if it was the average Joe, man, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If it was the average Joe, I think they would be in jail right now. Um, you know, and whatever. You know, there's, there's that, that uh, special out, Surviving R. Kelly, you know, which I definitely don't want to make light of. I watched it and... Some of the stuff I heard about R. Kelly is just sickening. I personally will never listen to his music, even on my Pandora. It's popped up while I've been at the gym. I just hit the little uh, thumbs down button so those songs don't pop up anymore. But it's interesting. I I was looking at an article uh, that an L.A. writer did, and they referred to uh, Ed Buck as a serial predator. And, hell, maybe we need to have a show called Surviving Ed Buck. Um, because, all right, you're getting male escorts. It, again, your sexual preference, whatever. But if people are going to your house and they're dying, there's a serious problem there. There's a lot going on. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, these two aren't the first two. Maybe there's more we don't even know about uh, that died as a result of going over and spending time with Ed Buck. So curious to see what happens with that. But, uh yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy story, nonetheless. And wow, money must be king. Money must be king. All right, I'm out of time. I know I bored you enough. I got to get ready to get up out of here. I appreciate you listening. I'll be back next week on Tuesday, uh, back to my regularly scheduled program. But uh, it is time for my 10 7 segment. I want to honor both officers. Chantilly Payne and Nikki Becky Corona. Again, Nikki Becky Corona was killed as she was investigating a traffic stop. A guy walked up or rode up on a bicycle, opened fire on her. She was shot uh, several times uh, as she actually fell to the ground. She died before she could even make it to the hospital. Then, of course, Chantilly Payne, Shreveport, Louisiana, was shot and killed as she was preparing to go to work, walking to her car. Three arrests were made in that case. 
thankfully she can get justice her family well her family can get justice there's no justice for her she will not be here to even see it but it appeared to be domestic but whatever the cause of it this young officer both these young officers lost their lives both of them had only been on the department for only several months and it's a tragic case and it's one of those things again since it doesn't fit the narrative didn't get the coverage it deserved two women shot and killed in the street it didn't get the coverage it deserved but you know i gotta give it the coverage it deserves here on beyond the badge again i'll see you next week right here radioinfluence.com good night To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. This is a Landry Football with Chris Landry. Quick fix on Radio Influence. I cannot overemphasize enough the importance of the bye week we talk about it all the time but you know we don't break it down enough and explain it it doesn't always bear out that the team with the buys always win it doesn't but in a lot of cases it does and just because you have the buy doesn't guarantee you anything other than the best chance you have to advance And if you look at it, common sense, first of all, you want to get one of the top two seeds because you don't play in the first round. Guess what? You get a win automatically. It's a win. You're already advanced. You don't have to play. Then you get time to rest and heal. Oh, but Chris, you get rusty. And let me tell you something. You can get you can knock off the rust pretty easy. If you're rusty, you just haven't practiced the right way. Let me tell you what's important. Most important is to get healthy. Chris Landry brings you Landry football every week on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.